Welcome to this week's episode of Frankie's Bop Hour. The theme this week shall be Movember. I've invited a few of the guys from the leaderboards to come along and chat about why they're doing Movember this year. That being said, there are some very serious issues going to be talked about in today's show. Issues such as sexual assault, suicide, testicular cancer and prostate cancer. If any of the issues do affect you, please feel free to reach out to counselling at ucc.ie. Other than that, do enjoy the show. So, we're currently recording in the podcast studio in 98.3 FM. I'm Emer. I'm the chairperson of the UCC Cancer Society, but I usually have a little show every 9 to 10 on Thursday morning called Frankie's Bop Hour. But this week, however, seeing as we're all coming towards the end of November or Movember, I thought I'd have a little show just dedicated towards everybody who is pouring their heart and soul into the campaign. Without further ado, I'm going to let the guy sitting across from me introduce himself. Uh, hello, I'm Isaac. I'm a second year student in UCC. Perfect. And Isaac is doing the Movember campaign as well. He's currently on our leaderboard in a, in a fairly top position at the moment. Um, and just again, thanks so much for coming on to the show today, Isaac. We really appreciate it. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. The idea behind this, guys, is just that with Movember, we can kind of get caught up in everybody doing their 5Ks every day, their challenges. But occasionally we get swept away and we forget to come back to the original thing that we're doing and why we're doing it in the first place. Isaac, why are you doing Movember this year? Um, well, I've always wanted to do it, um, but I've never really been able to grow a moustache, which is kind of what I thought it was about. Um, <laughs> but this year, well, over the summer, of course, made it might actually commit suicide. And uh, obviously it affected me a bit. Um, and, you know, I've always cared about mental health, but I've never been that, you know, close to something like that. So mm-hmm. when I saw the ads from November going around and when the lads in the hockey team said they were doing it, I just thought I might as well go for it, you know. Yeah, 100%. You know, make a difference. And... I know you just said there that like if you thought it was about growing a mustache and everything, it's such a deeper campaign than that. Um, a lot of things to touch on there, uh, yeah. especially being Movember, the heavy focus on testicular cancer and prostate cancer. But recently they brought in the whole mental health aspect of it as well. How do you feel for your generation? Of course, you're in second year, so you did your leaving. You you didn't do your leaving no, cert. It um, was the COVID year. Grades, yeah. Um, you didn't even get a grads or a debs or anything. I did actually. Like, oh, two did weeks you? Ago, yeah. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> Where'd you go? Uh, up to Tullamore. Oh, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous! Finally, at last. So yeah. it's almost like you're kind of catching up on your life that was kind of taken away from you for basically eighteen months. Going yeah. into second year, the return to campus. I'm sure it was such an experience as well yeah it's nice it's nice to be on campus i still don't know my way around at no, all no one but does. um you know it's it's nice to actually meet my lecturers and meet my course mates even oh yeah 100 yeah. and i guarantee that there are final years who've been here for three years who still don't know where boot is because they haven't <laughs> been there yet so don't worry about that how did you find that during lockdown and everything a lot of stigma around mental health was being thrown around saying mind yourself and everything did you find that like you were kind of paying attention to it or did it kind of go over your head? Well, I guess originally during lockdown, my mental health wasn't great because um, I'm sure a lot of people's weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, I, I kind of got tired of all of the Instagram posts that were saying, you know, mm-hmm. all of this kind of, you know, we need to make have more awareness and stuff. 100%. Um, but I think it was nice then to see, I think UCC actually sent out ads that they have counselling services and stuff. Yeah, 100%. And um, personally, I did use them at, some, at one point and it was nice to have that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice to have the awareness. I think some of it is kind of performative on social media with people sharing stuff. Sure. But I think, you know, the more talk, the better because, you know, there is actual, you know, actual services to use. 100%. And UCC counselling, I've availed it as well, is a fantastic yeah. service that is yeah. somehow free to us students. The average cost of a therapy session is actually 125 euro in this country. And to put that into minimum wage aspect, that's uh, 12 hours of working for an hour afford, of yeah. a talk. Um, I suppose as well, touching on that, with everything, a lot of performatism going on there, one great thing about Movember is that while you are putting up stuff on your story every single day to raise awareness for it, you're also making physical changes to yourself by doing 5Ks or putting yourself out there. How have you found yourself this month now? Do you find you and yourself because you're doing the challenge? Are you kind of... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've said a lot of challenges that I'm trying to reach. You know, if I, you know, when I reach 1K... I was going to um, jump in the sea and I did that and then one and a half yes. K I'm going to get my nipple pierced. That's on Friday. Oh my God. <laughs> Where so are that's, you? That's buzzers. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Oh yeah. my God. 
Yeah, I think it just motivates people to donate because they want to see me in pain, which is fair enough. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> beauty is pain. Oh, my God, no pain, no gain. That's crazy. That's actually gas. Sorry, you're getting your nipple pierced. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shave my head then and get a tattoo as well. So nice one, man. Towards the end of it, I'm going to look completely different, but I've never actually uh, cared this little about how I look. And yeah. I've kind of, you know, I've come into yeah. it a lot. It's nice. I've got Def- a lot more confidence because of how well it's gone. And like as well to have the support from all your friends, your hockey team, everything. One thing about November, I know it's very much donations based, but a great thing as well is even if you don't get that many donations, it's just having the personal connections with people and them saying, oh, thanks so much for doing this and everything. It's yeah, nice. Ab- like. Absolutely. I mean, the messages you get on donations are nice. And then yeah. just, you know, even being able to reach out and thank people. I mean, I've gotten donations now from people that I haven't talked to in years. And then yeah. seeing their name come up is just nice, you know text them and just say thanks exactly and like it doesn't always come down to donations as well because you know you are jumping to see and you are getting your nipple pierced yeah, and like as yeah. if my mother would kill me yeah but my mom didn't even, doesn't know about the tattoo yet but she's gonna kill me oh it's under this podcast now when's done you get a surprise <laughs> cut that part out edit that <laughs> um and like these kind of challenges you're setting yourself i suppose you are at the very top of the leaderboard as well in regards to donations do you think you would actually still have such a motivation and drive for it if you weren't getting as many donations? I think I would care about it as much. I might not be as active in terms of social media and stuff mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think that originally at the start of the month, the influx of donations just blew me away. Yeah. Like I expected to grow a tiny moustache and you know raise a couple hundred euro mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. just seeing all that really motivated me to, okay, well, I might as well just send it now and yeah. do as much as I can. Yeah. Like the idea with the challenges. I like to think yeah. even without the donations, I would have set many challenges and stuff and yeah. many goals. But uh-huh. the donations definitely did help. Definitely. Yeah, like yeah. Just the influx of support. Oh, like, and this is it. As even you were saying, you're getting like donations from people you haven't spoken to in years. Like, that's so nice. I think, especially, I'm chairperson cancer, as I was saying earlier, you really get to see the nice side of people when they come together, especially over something like mental health, suicide awareness, yeah. prostate, because everyone has a connection to it. Yeah. And it sort of, it's horrifically unifying in that kind of way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Rock it's kind of scary, yeah. It's but terrifying. Every, everyone yeah. is affected by mental health. And unfortunately in Ireland anyway, everyone is affected by cancer. With this how is common it. it is, you know. Oh, it's like one and two, which is completely terrifying. Yeah. And it's just kind of one thing that I love about our generation, I know she's in the studio as well, is that we're so willing to kind of embrace the negativity of it and moving forward speak about it right now I mean like I know if I was 17 or something would I have been as open to speak about these things on a podcast definitely not oh well yeah I think I think we're getting better at that as a you know people I guess as a group yeah about talk about that stuff Mm -hmm. and kind of going forward now Isaac I suppose kind of like as a last question you will get a song request as well don't worry um do you think that you've learned some things about yourself this month that you might have not have learned otherwise? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, I was lucky enough to, to see the lab for the UCC counselling. So in terms of my own mm-hmm. mental health, you know, this month hasn't been hugely changed. It hasn't changed me that much because I've, I've, I've already, you know, grown since then. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of, you know, the confidence and my... It was just heartwarming, I mean, like, seeing that support from my friends... Mm-hmm. It's nice to know now that if I need help, I can go to my friends and I can go to the, even these almost strangers I haven't talked to in years. Yeah. So, you know, in that way, yeah, it has really changed me. Fair. And then it's obviously going to change me a lot physically by the end of it. I'm not going to look the same at all. Hair grows back, I promise. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. <laughs> um, that's absolutely fantastic. Listen, Isaac, thanks so much for coming in for this little chat. Um, yeah. And again... Best of luck with the rest of your campaign. We still have about 10 days left in it, so uh, we can still get a few more hairs on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, and stay, best of luck with the leaderboard and everything, and um, make sure you uh, tell your mother about that tattoo. She's going to kill you. Yeah, like. I know. It's going to be a little moustache. I'm going to get. Oh. Everyone thinks I'm going to get it on my face, but there's no way I'm getting a face tattoo. I mean, I, I care about this stuff. I think you should actually but... get a massive tattoo across your forehead. Mm. Oh, really? So. Movember across yeah, your exactly. forehead. Yeah, exactly. Like, like your little like position leaderboard at the very <laughs> top. Immortalized. That's all I care about is the leaderboard. This is I, all for clout. Exactly. It's yeah. a listen, retreat, like, follow, follow, <laughs> like, like. It's like, thanks so yeah, much for thanks coming for on. Me, thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Thank you.
So, we just had Isaac in there from the men's hockey club. So delighted to have him. However, I have a new person sitting across from me now. Would the new person care to introduce himself? I will introduce myself. Oh. <laughs> uh, so my name is Martino Kahasig. I am. Uh, I'm doing music and Irish in UCC. Fantastic. I'm repeating a few modules this year, so Lovely. my year is a lot easier and handier, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also the intervarsities officer with UCC Musical Theatre Society. So I'm I'm really enjoying that now this year. I was on the committee last year as well, but it got a bit overwhelming. So. That must be an incredible return to campus for the Musical Theatre Society, especially because I went to your Legally Blonde musical when I was in first year. Fantastic musical, but it's so physical. Musicals are so physical and they're in person. To try and transition the feeling of a musical to the online is impossible. How did the society find that last year? It is. It was very hard last year. Um, uh, so our, even our first semester production last year was New Horizons. And um, I had the lovely job of putting it all together on the editing software. Oh, right. But even that alone, you know, you'd have to get everyone to send in all their videos. And normally you'd be having rehearsals in yes, person. Yes. You'd be able to interact with the other people there. Mm-hmm. There is very minimal interaction between us all. You know, they, there'd be a text here or there and that's it. They'd yeah. send the video. Yeah. I put it together and then we streamed it online. Mm-hmm. It was lovely to see everyone there, but there was no real interaction between people. You know, th- it was very hard to, like, you know, make friends as you would in a society mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. everything was online and you were dealing with one person at a time. You're also doing Movember this year. I am indeed. I'm doing it in conjunction with Musical Theatre Society. So it's uh, very nice to see both of both of those worlds collide for me. But yeah, uh, so Movember is, it, it does hit quite close to home for me. Um, when I was younger, I was quite suicidal. Right. Um, for a good few years, I was bullied throughout primary school. Mm-hmm. But um Mental health was a big thing for me. I never really spoke about how I was feeling to anyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone around me thought I was doing fantastic. You know, no one knew I was going through that. And that was happening for a good, good few years. But um, thankfully, I got through it. I'm still here and doing so much better. But obviously, you know, everyone has those days. And it's nice to tell people about those days, you know, when you have them. Because some people wouldn't feel as comfortable with their mental health as yeah. I would anyway. So uh, t- taking part in Movember really, for me, means that I'm showing people that, you know, it's brilliant. You know, everyone everyone does have good days. You know, I'm always friendly and outgoing, but I do also have my bad days. Mm-hmm. And so does everyone else. So it's yeah, good to show much. other people that that does happen. I do think in this country we have a habit of sort of waiting to go through the bad phase before we fully decide to understand it properly. Mm-hmm. So what I do love about November is that we're trying to promote awareness about mental health in that sense that before one goes through the phase of being suicidal, going through a very bad patch, burning out or being depressed, mm-hmm. you can be aware of what's happening. Because I found in my own experiences with mental health, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know why I was feeling sad all the time. I couldn't identify the emotions because yeah. I knew nothing about it. Yeah. So it was more frustration and confusion on top of feeling down all the time, not wanting to get out of bed, lectures piling up, which is why in that sense, Movember is so essential. How did you find going through that phase of very poor mental health? Did you find that you pulled yourself out of it or did you kind of seek professional help? Or? So what happened for me was I was very down for so many years and mm-hmm. then um, I was given the opportunity to take part in a musical. Fabulous. So um, I went to the auditions, you know, I went through all that process mm-hmm. and that's kind of when I started to come out of it because I made such loving and caring friends mm-hmm. through musical theatre. Yeah. Um, and that's what pulled me out of it and then made me realize, oh, I was not in a good way at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, that's when I realized it's not normal to be feeling so down. Yeah. Like, it's not good to be feeling that way. 100%. So um, that's then when I was brought to seek professional help. Yeah. And it did help. It did help. So Finding an outlet, I think, can be the most impossible thing. 
trying to find what you're passionate about, what your true outlet is, can be the most impossible thing. And some people never find it. It was was it purely by chance that you ended up auditioning for that musical? Well, I've been part of shows my whole life. I've mm-hmm. been on stage since I was about eight. Mm-hmm. So um, my I'm the youngest in my family as well. And my older siblings would have done stage school and okay. all that. Okay. So uh, they were pushing me to do it. And, you know, when you're in that mental state of, oh, I don't really want to do anything. I, I feel so depressed. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to do anything new. I don't mm-hmm. want to try it. I was, I was pushed a good bit to do the musical. But um, like it's our local musical theatre society at home, the yeah. Tralee Musical Society. No better one. It's brilliant. It was so good to be part of a show with people my age. It was it was Oliver Twist. I was Dodger. Ah! I, yeah, it was, it was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah. But uh, finding that outlet mm-hmm. just, it literally did save me, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for everyone who was in that show. All the people who di- who were directing, you know, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Because mm-hmm. without them, I know I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing thing to be able to actually say as well. Mm-hmm. And like identify that feeling. Accepting it is one huge thing God, as part yeah. of anyone's journey. Like mm-hmm. knowing that that's where you were. And, you know, it's okay. Like I, I do fall back into that state every now and then. 100%. But I have a brilliant circle around me. Excellent. And knowing that they're there to help me is mm-hmm. so comforting. The support network is truly the most rewarding thing of all time. Mm. But it's also the most impossible thing to find as well sometimes. And, and sometimes you think it's impossible to keep as well. Exactly. Exactly. And I know we as Irish people have a habit of saying oh Jesus I've already said that twice now I won't say it again Jesus I don't want to be bothering people with my own feelings mm. and everything and sure look it could be worse it could be oh, worse Jesus don't let me start with mental health like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it all comes back to mental health at the end of the day it does which is why the fact that Movember I said this to Isaac as well when he was in here the fact that Movember extended it to mental health I think just shows how tuned in they are last week on the show I was speaking about the fact that Admitting that you have a problem mentally is one thing. Mm-hmm. But the really dangerous part of that is that if you keep pushing down your mental emotions, you will also push down your physical feelings. And essentially with testicular cancer, if you have a physical pain in your testicles and you're going to ignore it and that keeps building up over yeah. and over time and it suddenly becomes a lump or a bump and you're in stage three. Mm-hmm. And that's why not only is mental health tied into everything that we have spoken about, but it's also hugely tied into the cancer prevention as well. It is. It is. Um, I'm glad you brought up the cancer side of it because I'm also doing it for that. Uh, mm-hmm. About, about I want to say, four five years ago, mm-hmm. um, my grandmother died of skin and bone cancer. So and sad. then the year before that, one of my close family friends who my siblings would have grown up with, he was a brother to us. Like mm-hmm. uh, They have a holiday home next to us. Mm-hmm. He also passed away from mm. cancer. Uh, his second round of cancer, he had it when he was younger God. and he got through it. Uh, but unfortunately, this time he didn't. Mm. So what I did was when I was in TY, I shaved my head for the Irish Cancer Society and raised over 900 euro for Amazing. it. Amazing. Um, in memory of him. So yeah. now just to be able to do something again for cancer, mm-hmm. like when, it, when it's so close to home for me, it again means means a lot like so mm-hmm. seeing those both of those worlds again collide you know yeah. the mental health and the cancer then yeah. it it does it hits home but I'm happy I'm doing it to raise awareness for everyone else you know who might be going through something like that and I think as well raising awareness we are both doing the same thing raising awareness for the entire month mm-hmm. it can be quite tolling oh, on yes. a person like have you found how did you find how, or like we're not even done with November yet we're still only on the 18th there's mm-hmm. 12 days left but did you find at some points it was slightly overwhelming? Oh, one hundred percent. Like, um, there's days where you know everyone's like, "Oh, you're doing November. That's great. Yeah, it's brilliant." But sometimes having a constant reminder of what you've gone through will bring you down into that rut again. Yeah. But again, as I said, my circle is just so amazing. Okay. I can just go to them anytime I want, mm-hmm. and they'll always be there to cheer me up, whether they know it or not. But um, yes, no, I do feel like uh, it has been a hard, harder month 
with all that type of stuff because mm-hmm. you know it's constantly it's more in the back of your mind than what it would be for the rest of the year oh, absolutely. because you are raising awareness you have to talk about it this is it this is it you know this mm-hmm. is what's happening so i have found it harder but at the same time i am in such a healthy mental state that i can do this yeah 100%. and i want to do this yeah so mm-hmm. with that wanting to do it and everything Sometimes people can get very bogged down the fact that if they're doing so much, they're posting on their stories, but they're not really receiving that many donations. Mm-hmm. It can scale them back a little bit. Yeah. It's a little disheartening, all right, when you mm-hmm. don't see as many donations coming in. I know. But while the donations is a brilliant side of things and Movember are doing such a great job, I think the awareness side of things is a lot more important. I completely agree, one hundred percent. Like ever, like just people knowing that they're not alone in what they've gone through, this is it. and that there is help there to be got, be it from a professional or your friend or anyone, your parents. It's brilliant to know that you know people have gone through it, people are going through it, mm-hmm. but you're not alone. I think that's the main message that I like to put out there that you are not alone in this. Yeah. And even in that sense as well, people were kind of saying to me, to other committee members, that like last year, they felt they were getting way more donations. Mm. But also look at the context of it last year. Everyone was getting a free 350 euro every week from the government. Sure, that's it. Times were good, like, do you know uh-huh. what I mean? You didn't you only need to raise your finger and you had 35 hours of wages in your back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just kind of, Saying it out loud, saying that, oh, I, I don't think I'm actually getting that many donations. I don't know if I'm going, doing a good job. Everyone is doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, donations are only going to do so much. It's the actual having a conversation. I always draw the analogy of like, who's actually going to make a difference um, if you're walking down Grand Parade and you throw a two euro coin into a cup for a homeless man? Are you going to make a difference there? Or what makes more of a difference is if you do not, if you don't give any money, but you go down to the flat Simon shelter and you volunteer and you give mm-hmm. up your own time. That's it. Like that, there's two things there. And like people will become so focused on the small donations, but forget that they're already putting in such an effort for not only themselves and the people around them that everyone appreciates it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always come down to money. And again, yeah. it's just something that I think people just need to remember that you're, that everyone's doing a great job. That's it. Just everyone more, is doing such a good job yeah. in November. Like, yeah. And as you said, like, Donations, amazing, Mm -hmm. but it's not the end of the world. No, God, no, God, no. And like even just keep going with it. Mm -hmm. Like if anything, do it for yourself. Do it for yourself because what you're doing is amazing. And at the end of the day, you got to look after yourself, look after the number one while raising awareness. And once you do that, who cares? Who cares about money? What you're doing is... That is enough. Yeah, it is. It is. Martine, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in the studio. So thank you so much to Martine from the Musical Theatre Society for popping in and having a brief, lovely chat. Moving on to our third guest of the day. I have a new person sitting across from me. So, hi everyone. My name is Ethan Hussey and I'm a third year electrical and electronic engineering student. And I'm the chairperson of Engineers Without Borders. Congratulations to Engineers Without Borders. I heard you guys just hit 2000 in your fundraising efforts so far. Yeah, it's absolutely surprising, like such a shock. I'm delighted when I kind of checked it just before coming in here. Ethan, I'm going to ask you a question I've been asking our two previous speakers. Why Movember? So kind of when I asked the committee members of EWB kind of what they wanted to do this year, a big drive was kind of participating in Movember Mm -hmm. because they just find the message behind Movember as being really important. Mm -hmm both to kind of raise awareness about prostate cancer, testicular cancer and uh, men's mental health issues, but also just showing that the committee members are actually there and want to support kind of men's mental health. And another thing was kind of our society is made up majority of males this year. Mm -hmm. So it was very impactful on them to see us kind of providing that support scheme Mm -hmm. to people. And when I asked them all about it, they were like, we kind of don't really take care of our own health. Okay. 
kind of when they were internally looking at themselves, they yeah. were like, we need to actually look after our health mm-hmm. um, and mind ourselves mm-hmm. and actually go seek help. So that was a big thing for us this year. Speaking about health and everything, that's one thing I really found when I was doing my own 5K walks every day. I've also done Dry November so far. Have I broken it a few times? Yes, sorry. Um, but in that sense, speaking on health and everything, from your own perspective, Ethan, have you found yourself so far in the month kind of developing really healthy habits that you'd like to keep on after November finishes? Oh, absolutely. Like, so I've been running 5Ks every day as opposed to just oh keeping up the God. 60 kilometers <laughs> for the month. So yeah. kind of just taking that time mm-hmm. out of the day just to go and run, just be by yourselves in your thoughts. It's really just relaxing and quite a good form of kind of meditation for me. It's just I need to do this every day. Let's go do it. Yeah. The great thing about running as well is that it's incredibly accessible. You don't need to spend money on gear. I mean, obviously, a good pair of running shoes is always yeah. a good idea from a chiropractor's perspective. Hello. Um, but it doesn't require going to trainings. It doesn't require you having to sort of meet up and interact with people. It's a solo thing and you can do it by yourself. So it's really interesting that I kind of choose running as your outlet. My one is walking because if I run, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> the 5Ks every day. Um, and... How do you find, of course, there's always a heavy emphasis when we're on about men- mental health that the classic line will be, oh, just exercise more and you'll be fine. But do you find that doing the 5Ks every day has improved your endorphin level? Honestly, yes. Okay. So kind of what I always feel with the runs is there's no thinking about, oh, I need to go do it. I need to go do it. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And then because I usually run out, kind of outside, not on a treadmill, if I run anywhere, I have to run back. Mm-hmm. So there's always that thought in my head where it's like, oh, yeah, I know I'm wherever I stop. I'm only halfway because I need to get back. Yeah. And then when you finally get back, it's just. That's great. I enjoyed myself mm-hmm. back to kind of study or yeah. back to the normality of life. Yeah. Third year is pretty busy. Yeah. How did you find the return to campus? Um, I thought it was kind of I, I enjoyed it because in engineering it's very much kind of hands-on yeah kind of seeing the lectures Maths, back again like, yeah. yeah kind of being in the lecture halls where you can just ask all the questions because even back on teams it was just seeing people's letters horrific yeah. horrific it's awful it is awful like. yeah so kind of with that coming back to campus trying to do kind of good stuff with the society trying to get it kind of out there for people mm-hmm. like November was one of the biggest things we wanted to do this semester. Yeah. We do have a lot more planned for next semester, but just kind of this semester, w- the focus was... Low-key plug there for the yeah. EWB SOC. Watch that space. Like, <laughs> we've been doing a few events for November already, and yeah. at every event, we've been like, guys, we're doing November. Look at my hair. It's pink. <laughs> so for all of you... I can confirm it actually yeah. is pink. It's a lovely baby pink shade. Kind of to spice up November for us, I was like, mm. oh... Let's kind of set something to do at certain donation goals. Mm-hmm. So at 300 euro, I was like, okay, if I get to this, I'll dye my hair. Mm-hmm. And whoever donates can basically pick whatever color. Mm-hmm. That was day one. By day four, I got it. And I was like, okay, guess I have to go out and buy dye. But just setting like that little fun goal. Yeah. Kind of people got interested, wanted to donate. Wanted to see me look silly, kind of. You don't look silly. You look <laughs> fabulous, Sterling. <laughs> but like they decided to pink, and I was like, okay, let's go do it. Fabulous. Um, so inserting crack into the challenges you found really helped bring up donations and everything. Yeah. That's really important, though. I'm chairperson of the UC Cancer Society this year, and one thing I've always said in regards to our events is that, yes, it's important to have a balance of raising awareness through proper information provided by professionals, but at the same time. You've got to have a laugh as well with the quizzes, yeah. with the waxing of the chest. Like, because to have a balance is essential, especially in regards to speaking about these topics. Because so much of our nation's history is based around trying to cover up sad times, undervaluing traumas. I mean, like, why am I picking this example? The famine is called the Great Hunger. It's so much more than that. But, like, we try and downplay it. Oh, what was the whole 
situation up in the north, the troubles. Like as in small words try and capture a massive area of our chunk of history. And we're finally moving away from that, which is really positive. I know you were saying you have a few of your committee members there over text after saying their own experiences with it. Do you want to yeah. run us through some of them? Um, so kind of all of them were just saying that in their own experience, they would rarely talk about anything that is being brought up with Movember. Mm-hmm. But would now that we're doing Movember, they're like, yeah, this is kind of acceptable. Kind of all of these details that weren't really talked about or even brought up in the past is now being brought up. Okay. And kind of everyone on the committee just wants to show themselves as someone who can actually be approached and mm-hmm. just talk to about all of these topics mm-hmm. that are brought up because mm-hmm. of Movember. And support networks, Martin and I were only speaking about it. Support networks are very hard to come by. Proper ones that you can fall back onto because in the moment we'll all say, oh, you need anything, just text me. But when you do need something, it can be so intimidating to actually pick up a phone and be like hi but even after like all the lockdown stuff actually being on campus has helped a lot of people just to kind of come out and be like yeah kind of let's go for a coffee have a chat absolutely and it's it's fantastically refreshing in that sense as well um so you've obviously you've broken 2000 congratulations again thanks donations this year have been slightly less than last year um now, I personally will never bring it down to that because my big emphasis is on raising awareness for mental health, prostate and testicular. How did you find, like, you guys obviously broke your first goal and you yeah. were able to dye your hair? That's obviously hugely encur- encouraging. And I, uh, I f- um, posed this question to Isaac earlier from men's hockey. I kept saying mental health hockey and I'm like, that's just not it. Um... Do you think if you had got you hadn't have gotten so many donations, you would have been so passionate and enthusiastic? Um, well, we had a lot kind of organized anyway for it. So the donations were just kind of a bonus. Every time we reach a goal, we're always like we shocked, surprised. Yeah. We're yeah. like, thank you to everyone who donated mm-hmm. the whole time because we're just doing it to get people talking like mm-hmm. everyone on campus is talking about Movember mm-hmm. everyone's going around with a mustache no one can make fun of them because yeah. they're doing it for charity yeah but everyone is talking about it which is ideal mm-hmm. that, that is what you want mm-hmm. like even for the events and stuff that we've planned we like also have a raffle going on just for kind of people who donate to us mm-hmm. just to try to get donations up but even if people are talking about the donations, the raffle, they're also talking about Movember, mm-hmm. which is what we want. Mm-hmm. And I suppose kind of like as a final question, I know you said why Engineers Without Borders is doing Movember, but why are you doing Movember, Ethan? Um, That is a very good question. So I've never actually tried to grow facial hair and... You're doing a great job, by the way. Kind of decided to spice it up and was like, <laughs> yeah dye the hair go all out for this because it Mm -hmm. is just so important to get people talking about it to get that support scheme up and just trying to get people to actually look after the health and mind themselves and to go get help Mm -hmm. because that is a big thing just people especially in ireland you anyone going to the doctors like i know i'm grand yeah i'll just take panadol or something yeah with mental health it's not as easy as that so you do need to just go out and Mm kind of get some help talk to someone like I know myself and my own experiences, just chatting to someone about anything doesn't even have to be what mm-hmm. kind of is bringing you down. Just actually knowing someone's there is mm-hmm. what is necessary. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a big thing with Movember, just mm-hmm. trying to get people kind of out talking, meeting up safely now with COVID. But just, good plug, good yeah, plug. <laughs> but just trying to get out, talk to people, making sure that they know that there is support out there for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of all the questions I have. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it.
Up next for our speakers behind Movember, we have a studio producer and manager of 98.3 FM, who is sitting across from me right now. (laughs) She is also chairperson of the UCC French Society. The chairperson would like to introduce themselves. They would. Um, My name is Shuni Vinacon. I am a master's student studying international relations and as you said I'm in UCC 98.3 FM radio as the studio producer this year. So we've had three male guests on so far describing their Movember journey. Obviously you are the first female to come on. So the question is obviously going to be posed why are you doing Movember soon? Well personally I like in my undergraduate for my final year I did a presentation on like sexual assault in males Mm. and how it was portrayed in the media and Mm. because of that it started coming to kind of light to me how serious this situation really is and how not serious men are being taken Mm. so even like there's no support for them for kind of anything related to sexual health or sexual assault sure or like and then in turn their mental health. It's all kind of tied into toxic masculinity and mm. men not being basically allowed to express their emotions in a understandable manner. Mm-hmm. So men are obviously always portrayed to be strong, masculine, mm. you know, emotionless, stoic. Mm. Mm. But obviously when a man needs to not be stoic, there's no support there. One thing that actually I found that men will often turn towards are sports. However, a lot of sports in this country are very violent as a way of getting out steam and anger. And as I was saying last week, it's not really dealing with their emotions inside of them. If anything, just suppressing them for the time being, not expressing them. Now, of course, blowing off steam is a great way to get some kind of anxiety or express some sort of feeling inside but unless one puts words to it it's just going to continue bubbling under the surface yeah and like what's come up a lot recently is the pressure that athletes face Mm. so if you come from a very sporty family family Mm. and you're trying to make county and you've Mm. made county the issue then is every time you perform everyone is watching you Mm -hmm. everyone is expecting something of you Mm -hmm. so even when it comes to sports Like, there's an expectation there of you. And I find that in... Like, in women, it's pretty much the same in any sport, really. But I... I don't know. I've found that, particularly with some people that I know, they get a lot of performance anxiety and they're not allowed to express it because it's just being said, oh, you're nervous. And we kind of saw during the summer, during the Euros finals, especially when it came to the... No, I know nothing about soccer. Uh, <laughs> my apologies. But when it came to the penalty shootout at the very end, the amount of abuse that those young men got online on the English team because yeah. they didn't score enough goals, it was absolutely ridiculous. And then that in turn is going to make them kind of blame themselves and it's going to make them kind of more anxious, mm-hmm. depressed, mm-hmm. very kind of aware of what everybody else thinks. Exactly. And that's, I think, the biggest thing about men's mental health. It's just not taken seriously. No. And especially when on Twitter, when it's behind an anonymous page, one can suddenly see a very nasty comment. But if that nasty comment gets support, which unfortunately it will, because again, nasty people always unite. There's very little room for a positive feeling towards a certain sport. If anything, it's rather intimidating. And when players came back and said... I'm not doing well mentally, they were met with even more backlash from online trolls. And I hate the word online trolls because in itself it is quite a cringy phrase. Yeah. But the actual messages that these people are sending out are so instrumental in so many mental health problems across young male athletes in the UK, in Ireland, in the EU, especially even in America. Like, And then you see it just in men in general, like a lot of what they show kind of on social media as well and even like the whole love island trope ruined men's mental health because they're seeing this image that is completely 
unachievable and unattainable. Like, mm. the body positivity movement has been so much stronger in women than it has been in men. Like, even if you look online, if you're shopping online for clothes, there's no diversity. It's all just hunky men. Like, they're all absolutely built. They're all ripped and all these muscles and stuff. In regards to fashion as well, it's funny how you mentioned online shopping. There's far more variety of women's clothing and what they can do between dresses, skirts, pants, everything. Whereas when it comes to guys, the range is clearly far smaller due to this whole idea of Harry Styles tapping into it last year of gender being assigned to a certain piece of clothing. Yeah. And that will further increase what you're just speaking of, the lack of diversity in regards to male modelling and everything. And I completely agree with you with the Love Island trope. I mean, it is hilarious how all the guys in Love Island look exactly the same as each other. Oh, they as do. in there was Wes in 2019. Last year I can't even remember his name, but four guys who looked practically identical to each other. They all could have been cousins or something. Yeah. And if we keep expecting these carbon copies of the ideal male type to come out, then the standard will be set and it will get worse due to the fact that if one thinks they have to achieve a certain attainable look, they're going to put far more pressure on themselves to achieve it and kind of forget about why they're trying to achieve it in the first place. Because again, exercise, which is a major part of November, should be something that is done to pump endorphins. What it cannot be used for is purely for the sake of aesthetics. Yeah, like I think there's been a massive rise in like eating disorders and disordered eating in men and it's not looked at it's not thought about it's not kind of considered which I think is a massive part of why I'm doing Movember is I want to bring I want to normalize men being able to talk about their mental health Mm -hmm. I want to normalize kind of people thinking that men have like issues and that they are relevant Mm -hmm. that it's it's okay not to be okay Mm mm-hmm but for a lot of guys, like because in Ireland, Ireland is a pretty, it's a pretty middle class country. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys don't have problems. Mm-hmm. I'm doing, I'm doing. The, She's doing air quotes. I'm doing air quotes, parentheses. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have problems per se. Mm-hmm. And that, like that makes them think, oh no, I've nothing to complain about. Therefore, I don't have issues. That actually is a huge thing about stigma in this country, I found anyways in my previous like life experience so far of just people telling me about their problems, being in a group situation where someone might perhaps open up about their own problems and being shouted down by another person saying, well, my life is like so-and-so and this is happening to me all the time, so I don't know why you're complaining about your mental health. Completely eradicating the point and turning a safe space into a very hostile environment of almost trying to compete of, oh, who has it worse? Yeah. And... What I really, really like about what you just said there is that, yes, Ireland is a middle class country, but the absolute mental trauma that we have we as a nation have gone through, not only in the last year with COVID, but quite literally in the last 50 years between mother and baby homes, Catholic church scandal, there is so much pent up emotion that people just don't want to express out of fear of this badagery happening and where they're told that well look at so and so across the road they're living in a completely awful life and here you are complaining about something as ridiculous as this it's like guilt sort of like um mental health guilting or something guilt tripping is the word i'm trying to think of there yeah no i think it's just mental health is objective Mm -hmm. it is it's Mm -hmm. completely Every person is different. Mm -hmm. Like you might be having a terrible time and your life will look perfect from the outside. Mm -hmm. And then another person might look like they're having a terrible time, but they're mentally fine. Like mental health is completely objective. It's separate from the person and their situation. Like it is tied into it, but like it doesn't always rely on that. And I think men are just, they're struggling and they don't know how to talk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. And the supports aren't there for them. And I, I really, that's 
pretty much the biggest reason that I'm doing Movember. Mm-hmm. I suppose from your own perspective as well, Shun, um, obviously fundraising is something that's been talked about quite a lot today. Do you think that there should be more of an emphasis during Movember on fundraising or more of an emphasis on just raising as much awareness as possible? Like obviously the fundraising is incredibly important mm-hmm. because it will kind of support the organisations that are helping. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's mostly about kind of normalising it in the public eye. Mm-hmm. I think it's removing the stigma. Because I said earlier um, that like November is the only month that gets focused on men. Mm-hmm. Like I understand the patriarchy and all that jazz. But mm. like <laughs> and every every day is about men and it's ruled by men and all that jazz. But November is the only month that we look at men as vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's kind of sad that there's only one month where men can be vulnerable in themselves and kind of remove stigmas. Whereas there, the other 11 months, it's like, oh, no, women have problems too. And I think there's just a lack of a platform mm-hmm. really for men um, and their mental health. It really is a tough one. Like I know a lot of guys now and they have come forward to me and they're like, listen, I'm having a tough time. Mm -hmm. Like every day is the same. It's so monotonous. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm trapped. Mm -hmm. And that's particularly kind of during COVID and stuff. I've had quite a few people kind of approach me with this. And it's just, I I don't know how to help them. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing. It shouldn't fall on you to help them though. That's the problem. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. See that's the thing. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. To help them themselves. Really. There's nothing directed towards men. And helping them with their issues. Exactly. And one can always say there's plenty of supports in place. But. I want to think that they are working. I'd love to believe it. But genuinely. If anything. I know I heard a stat this morning that in last year only nine men came forward speaking about um, their experiences with sexual assault or reported it that figure simply cannot be realistic I know for a fact there's more than that because Mm -hmm. I know of at least two guys Mm -hmm. who have been sexually assaulted and haven't come forward about it and again it is purely from this whole lad culture of you're a lad like go on she's grand she <laughs> what do you think like do you know what I mean it's a high five culture it's a high five culture it's a bro culture genuinely yeah it's this whole attitude towards again tying into consent and sex culture which is why shows like sex education on Netflix now at times poor writing poor character development <laughs> the core message behind it is fantastic but is also depressing in the sense that it has taken so long for a very down-to-earth show to explain a very normal situation in secondary schools for guys and girls at the ages of 16 and 17 to finally be made. Yeah. And it's just kind of trying to incorporate and normify, if you would, that into a country that is trying to move away from a Catholic-dominated world to more left more liberal more forward thinking and critical thinking it is really interesting to see it happen but with that there are going to be loads of trials and tribulations and bumps in the road along the way which is why conversations like these are really important like I really enjoy doing today's podcast because it's so refreshing to actually have proper conversations not only about this but also in-person conversations yeah. I mean, you could not recreate this kind of dialogue over a Zoom call because the intimacy, not like intimacy, but one can get him <laughs> <laughs> in the booth. of course. Of course, of course, of course. It's just June and myself in the booth today, boys. <laughs> one can kind of talk in person. And I know being on campus so far from the return to campus, getting and sitting down and having a chat with someone. I've had such amazing conversations over five minutes than I could have for an entire year and a half over Zoom. 
yeah. with people I was literally talking to every single day. Yeah, like it's people were saying like, oh, it's it's fine. People are getting their supports. You know, people can talk to people mm -hmm. because like everything's online now. And I was like, I mean, you're right. Mm -hmm. But you're completely wrong. Yeah. It's yeah. a different setting. It's a different level of comfort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Shun, thank you so much for coming in to talk to us today about the issues. I really appreciate you coming in. Do you have any final words? Um, Just kind of to say it's okay not to be okay. Mm. If you're a guy out there and you're one of the lads, as they say. <laughs> one of the guys. One of the lads. um, And you're having mental health issues that is completely okay every issue you have is entirely justified like it doesn't have to be something big and it like anything that bothers you somebody will be happy to hear about and if two random viewers in a random studio in ucc can say that it's completely okay to open up about your mental health it's okay to do it <laughs> like we're not professionals <laughs> we're not trained but yet we can still say that because it's a fact. Just do it. Just do it. Just talk to somebody, even if it's one of your mates, even mm -hmm. if it's like a parent, even if it's literally just writing it down somewhere mm -hmm. in your, like in the notes in your phone. Mm -hmm. Write it down. Just get it out. It's not hard. Don't, don't pen it up. No, pen it out. <laughs> pen it out. Ooh. Chuck it down. Chuck it down. Shoot, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming to the studio. Thanks very much for having me, Emer. No problem.